Hey, everybody, it's the world's coolest reconstructionists, Eric Brown and Phil Relly, and you are listening to the number one show made just for attorneys, expert crash investigators, police officers, and anyone else involved in the investigation, negotiation, and litigation of motor vehicle collisions. Today is episode number 42, The Couch Expert. So hold on tight. Here we go. Before I finish this intro, another life will be lost to a vehicle crash, and the $500 billion economic impact of vehicle crashes will only keep growing. Are you an attorney, expert witness, police officer, or insurance adjuster in charge of negotiating, investigating, or litigating vehicle collision cases? If so, then you're in the right place. The Expert Angle podcast was created for you because we believe that the industry must evolve, grow, and get better daily. And the only way to do that is by building the best team of experts possible to ensure that these crashes are handled efficiently, accurately, and honestly in order to get justice for the victims. We're Eric Brown and Phil Relly, and this is The Expert Angle. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This episode of the Expert Angle podcast is brought to you by Virtual Crash Accident Reconstruction Software. If you are tired of having to purchase, upkeep, and run multiple programs during an investigation, Virtual Crash is the cure. With Virtual Crash, you can build 3D environments using your actual scene data. You can simulate, animate, and create awesome visuals. You can also use the new momentum analysis tool for vehicle motion. Basically, Virtual Crash is the complete accident reconstruction software solution. Solution. Visit vcrashusa.com today to download your free trial or schedule a live one-on-one demonstration. Phil, 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 here we go. A brand new episode, a brand new day. And you and I both stuck inside our offices because Ohio got like, what, three feet of snow last night. And uh, my back's killing me uh, from two things. One, shoveling because over... 40 years now, I've never invested in a snowblower. <laughs> and uh, and two, from uh, carrying your dead weight for the last decade of my life. Oh, so, I knew it was coming. It's know? coming, man. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fans know that my response will be what it always is. I hate you. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. It's all good. So, no, actually, today is a special show and, and one of uh, on a topic that we have discussed, but then one of our most loyal listeners from across the pond actually submitted to us. So Patrick Heron from out of uh, Africa submitted this idea to us. Uh, so Patrick, man, yeah, we're going to, we're going to kick this show off in tribute to you. And we want to say, thank you. We appreciate you allowing us uh, to do this topic uh, with your permission. Uh, so he's an amazing reconstructionist. Uh, he's, he's sent me a few messages back and forth. We've talked about a, a few cases he's been working on. Um, he's absolutely fantastic. So uh, yeah, I thought we'd, we'd do this show uh, because he is seeing the same problem that we are. And so, you know, you think about today, right? Here we are, 2022. And all of a sudden, there's this new keyword, I feel like, that everybody is loving to put in front of everything. And it's, it's systemic. Right. Everything anymore, I feel like is systemic. Oh, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I just like everything. It does, like my dog has a systemic flatulence problem. I don't know. I mean, like everything, everything in this world now is. is so this is our key phrase. And, and so I would say that this is a systemic problem in the expert community that I am starting to see. And, and so let me ask you a question there, Phil, old Phil Rue. Yes, Mr. Brown. Yeah, fearless <laughs> right. leader that you are. Right, don't you forget it either. Dude. So, have have you noticed this at all? Have you come across a case yet? And for all of our listeners out there, have you come across a case 
We're the expert on the other side, and God forbid it's you. All right. If it is you, then you're just going to take this episode with a grain of salt because, you know, it is what it We're is. Talking to you. We are talking to you. Yeah. If this is you. But have you seen a case yet where the other expert, right? You go out and you do all your stuff, right? We go out, we do our vehicle inspections, we do our scene visit, we do witness interviews, we, we run down stuff, right? We take our photographs, we're doing everything that we do. And the other side generates a report from their office without ever having stepped foot on the collision scene or going out and physically looking at any of the vehicles or anything at all. They put zero effort into it. They are the couch expert. Yeah, that and the uh, uh, where the other side waits, drags their feet, whatever you want to call it, to get your report. And then they hand that off to their expert. Now, one would expect that it would be what they are going to generate is going to be a rebuttal. But what you end up seeing is they literally, I think, had your report kind of pinned up over here and they're going page by page and just type in a reconstruction that's opposite of what yours is. And it's ridiculous. Number one, shame on the attorneys out there that that this is what they're wanting. Okay, the third place. You know but here's the thing: I don't necessarily. I'm gonna. I'm gonna defend them for a little bit. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, but, but, but number I, two, that the experts are doing this. Mm-hmm, You're not mm-hmm. an expert at that point. You, you could go to the zoo and, and and get a monkey if you could teach them to type and do what you're doing. You're not an expert. You're not authoring your own, you know, report that's your own findings based on your own work, based on, you know, your own investigation. You're just taking a shortcut. Anybody, anybody can do that. Anybody can grab someone else's report and type up a report that's opposite of theirs and sell it for $8,000 to the attorney. And, and they're happy with it. I, it. Number one, I can't believe it happens, but number two, I can't believe they survive in court. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of flaws in this whole process. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I think there's a few, there's kind of some duality to that. They're a little bit, right? One, I'm going to, I'm going to defend the attorney. So, so attorneys out there listening to, I'm going to come to your rescue right here. Okay. And I'm going to say one, I don't necessarily know. And I hope, I hope from, from the attorneys I've met, I, I pray to God that they don't realize that that's what their experts doing. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to give them the out. I'm going to give them the out. And I'm going to say, you know what, that, that the attorneys, because at least the ones that we work with and that we know, um, I would like to believe that none of them would do that. And so I'm going to say, okay, maybe you don't realize that that's what your experts doing and that you're just being taken advantage of kind of unbeknownst to you. And so you know, the one thing I did want to talk about is what should we be looking for in a report? How could we, how could we know? Because I think if we dispel this myth a little bit and we talk about maybe some of the key things that you're looking for, then we take that excuse away, right? Then if somebody continues to do this, then they have no excuse. But you see it time and time again, you see it where the report is authored there's no expert on the other side. There's no retention, no, no, nothing. Mm -hmm. And and the report is authored by an expert from one side. And then all of a sudden, after the report is authored and shared, then all of a sudden there's another expert on the other side. And when, when you see their report, when it's shared back across the table, it's amazing 
that it's not quite 180 degrees, but it's somewhere between 178 and 179 from, from your opinion. So I have a hard time buying the fact that that person doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. I have a really hard time that, oh, well, I planned on getting so-and-so expert and it just happened to be ironic that their, their, uh, their reports 180 degrees opposite. Um, and and now, based on and 180 degrees opposite, I'm not saying every attorney is doing this. That's not, I'm not implying that, but you know, just as well as I do, it's happened because you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And we've, and, we've seen it more than once. Yeah. And, and that's and, and the thing. And that's what brought, that's what brought Patrick up to have this conversation with me. I mean, and we're texting back and forth about this and he's seeing it like crazy. He's like, dude, he's like, this is becoming a huge problem. It is a problem, you know? And, and, and the bad thing is, is these, quote unquote experts that are authoring these reports, they're, they're giving the industry a bad name because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the attorneys and the experts that are doing it right, doing following the process as it should be followed, you know, and the chips fall where the chips fall and arguments are what they are. It's making it hard for them because it's taken away credibility. It's taken away credibility from the industry. It's taken away credibility from the science. It's taken away credibility from the the attorney that's that's using experts because you know on all these these back social media networks there's just all this backwards conversation taking place about the you know illegitimacy of an expert and so on and, and it's sad that people are doing this and you know I wish there was sanctions I mean short of a a Daubert mm-hmm. or you know a, some type of suppression hearing to get him excluded um, but. These individuals just it's horrible. You know, I don't know. I don't know of any other field other than other than car sales. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not picking on the buy here, pay here, but that's exactly the the best example. Well, and and so so here's the thing, right, is is because I I, in all honesty, I think it's a a phrase that you pretty much coined because you're the only person I've ever heard actually say this. Um, But the liar for hire. Right. And these people, unfortunately, you know, we talk a lot about the liar for hire and these people are not the liar for hire. In my opinion, they're worse. They're worse. These are con artists, the experts that claim to be an expert and and do this all from their couch based on what their opposition did without doing any of their own investigation, but then just flip the script 180 degrees. You're a con artist. Well, they author it out as, you know, these reports come across, I guess that the report came across as is solely a, a titled as a rebuttal um, or a response report, something, something to that effect. But when it comes out and it's titled or it's, it's report type title is a reconstruction. It, it's sickening because they put no effort into it. Yeah. You know, nothing, none of their findings is as a result of their investigative work. It's it's as a result of your investigative work. And I'm kind of curious as to how they can come in 180 degrees different. Right. Basing it off of what you did. Exactly. Because they didn't, they didn't do anything. Right. You know, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're, they're the, they're the expert and, you know, and it, and the the sad part is, is if you, if you want to look at this from an economic stance, um, why is, you know, as a result of this type of stuff, it's causing litigation to, to be extended, which is all billable hours, which mm-hmm. who gets paid for those? Who are, who's paying those billable hours? The client of, the, of our customer. So mm-hmm. that client is paying and it could potentially be an insurance company 
um, or it could be it could be a number of different things. But cost of goods, cost of services then increase. So it's it's it really does have a trickle down effect. You, know, you think of well, this only happens once in a great while. Okay, that we've seen in Ohio. But what about the rest of the states? What about you know globally? How often is this happening? And believe it or not, I mean, when you start adding unnecessary costs to something, eventually the cost of goods increases. It yeah. has to. In yeah. order to sustain, it has to. So it's people like this that don't just give the industry a bad name. They have a, a domino effect downstream, and it's it's really aggravating to me. Yeah, being able to do your job. Yeah, and so you know, let's and let's clarify here because have we been asked before to do a recon and and we say okay now we'll at least go out to the scene right and but how many times have you been out to the scene and there's no evidence right we're three years after the fact something like that we just got the case so we go out there's no evidence whatsoever right you ask for the vehicles nope vehicles are gone right so all we have is photographs of of the collision scene and photographs of the vehicles and photographs from maybe where the cars came to final rest and so so can a reconstruction be done from photographs and measurements taken by somebody other than you. Yeah, they can. Uh, yes, but you still need to go to the scene because there's a question is probably going to be asked. Or in my opinion, it would be asked, has anything changed? Here's a picture. I'm going to email you a picture of the, what the scene looked like when I got out there. Is anything different today than what it was when the, when the collision occurred? Right. You know, everything's the same. Great. Yep. And if, you, if you use a drone or a total station or whatever you use, to get your measurements and, and so on. Um, it should be consistent other than, you know, the tree might be a little taller and the fence might be a little bit more aged, but um, short of that, everything should be pretty much the same mm-hmm. but for you to never. That's the part that I just don't get for you to never leave your office to get up out of the comfortable chair that your boss purchased for you and drive to the scene or fly to the scene or whatever. <laughs> It's such a disservice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just, it, you know, back crap crazy. And it could be. Uh, yeah. But when you go out to a scene with the crash report and maybe the police photos in your hand or something in your hand and, and you start walking around, you literally can get a feel. This you can literally almost start playing the movie of this of this crash, you know, evolving yeah. while you're standing out there. It, it's strange. I don't and, know. Maybe it's because of, you know, the other things we do in our lives that, that <clears throat> contribute to that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what's odd about it, really, because the scene visit is, is probably single handedly one of the most important things we do. Now, whether or not there's even evidence there. Right. But how many times have you been on a scene? And when you're walking around the scene, even if there's no evidence, right, you just got the police report, maybe some pictures and you're walking around. That's where all of a sudden that's where I start forming questions. Right. I'm walking around and I'm like, wait a second. So why did this happen? How did this occur? Why didn't this person see this? Right. And like all of a sudden, and and really that's where the scope of my investigation is born. Now I'm not talking about the scope that the attorney says, right. Because they call us obviously. And they're like, Hey, you know, we, we want to know if you can calculate speeds. Okay, great. Then when I go to the, the scene inspection though, that's where I start actually formulating the plan. Right. You know what I mean? And, and like, that's where I really start. Like that's, that's what gets those creative, the creative juices are going. 
Yeah, because how many times have you been out and you hear this all the time and, and experts probably around the world have heard it? You know, the car came out of nowhere or the person came out of nowhere or, you know, I couldn't see the car coming. And then you go to the scene because every expert that's listening to this will agree with this. If they don't agree with anything else, I say, I guarantee you they'll agree with this. Typically, first responder pictures the day or night of the crash are very focused on the vehicles. There's no downrange photos, no photos taken from approach, no photos taken, you know, half a mile away and then every so often approaching the scene. None of that. It's all, you know, a picture from some angle that has a broken something that nobody knows what it is. Um, <laughs> or after, of their light or bar. Or the light bar. Yeah. The light bar. Gotta have, you got, you have to. It's it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, you have to have six pictures of your light bar at night. Or you've got a picture of the license plate with the finger right over tops. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So yeah. With that being said, it, how do you draw any type of game plan in your mind about when you hear those kind of statements, you know, the car came out of nowhere or I couldn't see, or there was a view obstruction. I didn't see the car coming. You can't judge that from a picture. You've got to go out and stand in that intersection. Mm -hmm. You go out and how many times has this happened where we went just recently, we went out and looked and it's like, oh my God, you can see for seven miles. <laughs> right. You're like, wait a second. Oh, ooh, this, ooh, this might be problematic. <laughs> right. <laughs> you would never know that if you just took what the people say and the, and the, you know, the, the photos you got from a point and click camera. And that's yeah. all you have. And, and here's the thing too, right? And so attorneys, hear me now, right? L listen to this point of this video, right? Because I pointed this out to an attorney the other day and he never, never realized this before because a lot of attorneys and a lot of investigators will get on Google maps and you go to street view and you look, right? And you're like, oh, I could clearly see, or, oh, this was clearly visible or, or whatever the case may be, right? And you're like, oh, the date was, was pretty close and, and this, that, and the other. Have you ever seen one of the Google cars driving around? Yeah. Right. Typically it's like Toyota Prius, something like that. And Toyota Prius is a relatively tall, like, you know, given the, given the, the small stature of the car. Right? right. And so the roof line is probably about four feet. And then there's like a tower. And then on top of the tower is the Google camera. So the Google camera typically is more than six feet in the air. About seven feet, usually. Yeah, it's almost seven feet because, and they do that on purpose because they want to see over the tops of cars that, that, the, that the Google you know, car is driving next to. And so where's the average driver in a car? What's the eye level of an average driver over ground level, right? It's not a seven feet unless you've got a semi, you yeah, know, or something it, like that, or, or one totally of these big lifted pickup trucks. And yeah, so it's a totally from, different perspective. Yeah. So from Google street view, it's hard to gauge grades in the roadway are tough to see. You know, and, and just things like that, because you're typically overlooking, you're looking over top of the crest of, a, of an upcoming hill. And, and so it, it can artificially give you a false sense of. And it's got that bubble effect where the, the sides of the road slope down and away. And yeah. 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 And, and so it's giving you a false sense of let's think about our nine stages of a crash. Right. It's really distorting your point of first possible perception. Absolutely. It is. And so you've got to be aware of that. And when I pointed that out to an attorney the other day, because that's what he'd been, he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get you guys involved because blah, 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 you know, and you can see a mile down the road and this, that, and the other. And I was like, yeah, but look at the angle of your, of your Google camera. And then I go out and take photographs from the eye level that the driver would have been at, send it to the attorney. And he's like, holy shit. 
Like it's completely night and day different. And I'm like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It is. But if you don't go, if you just sit in your office and use the pictures that are sent from the police report, and that's what your foundation is to, to author your report. I'm not saying it can't be done because yeah. it probably could, if you get the right combination of evidence and, and information. So it can be done. You still need to get up off your butt and go to the scene. Yeah. It's four hours away. Okay. Well, it's not like you're not getting paid to do it. Go do your job. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and if you're the attorneys, you've got to be asking these investigators, did you go to the scene? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when did you go to the scene? Right. Make them commit to you. Uh, you know, things like that. I, I mean, you've got it, it, it. And most of most attorneys are good about asking that question. But if you're not, you need to make sure you ask that. And if they didn't go to the scene, why didn't they? Yeah. Well, and you see oftentimes, you know, if <clears throat> if you know as a particular agency, then there's a lot of agencies that still do hand measurements, you know, on, on an injury crash or something like that. They're not going to bring, you know, total station out typically. Um, so they'll wheel, wheel off some measurements and so on. And you know what agencies report it in feet and tens of feet, and you know what agencies report it in feet and inches. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just taking, you know, the, the document that they use, their supplement, and it just has measurements down, how do you know? I mean, you might, yeah, if you get something that's 14, 11, you know, there's not 11 tenths. So, you know what I mean? So, I mean, there might be in your world. In my world, there's not. <laughs> well, that's that's how you get that 10,000 mile an hour dodge. Right. Uh, yes. Yes. But no, if you don't have that and if everything is, you know, you know, one through nine, is it tenths or is it inches? You don't know. So sometimes having that information and going out and taking a wheel with you or a, or, or a steel tape with you and be like, wait a minute, it's the saying. You know, if I convert it to ten, you know, feet and tents, okay, it lines up. But if I do feet and inches, it does not. Yeah, it's a difference. You know, and and I would I would venture to say too. Tell me that this probably hasn't is is it uh, you know my the 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 use of my English mastery skills here. Um, and plus, I'm, I'm a glass of bourbon. Yeah, well, and I'm a glass of bourbon into this recording oh, of the boy. podcast. Oh, is it is it exacerbate? That was a dangerous word to say. Exacerbate, exacerbate, right? The problem. Is that is that the right way to say it? I think it is. (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) Makes the problem worse. Is that better? There you go. Okay. All right. Let's go with that. Okay. All right. That's fine. So you know, I would I would venture to say, is it or is it possible to say that perhaps what has made this this problem worse a little bit is the fact that. Most of your diagramming software now can bring in a scaled Google image with the elevation points that Google has, and you can just build your diagram right on top of it. So maybe a lot of experts are starting to feel like, well, I don't need to go to the scene because I can just bring in a scaled Google image. Yeah. And I think we in in the industry suffer from the same pitfalls that others do where we trust technology. And when mm-hmm. technology has, that's why I have you because you're you're right, convinced true. that that 
what what's the uh, cybernet or whatever is going to come online and take over the world and stuff. Like you don't trust technology for anything. Well, I, I tell you, it's, it's just, if you could go back to chiseling your crash scene into stone by oh, hand, yeah. you would. I, may do that. I just got new chisels too. <laughs> but I could in some really good sizes too. So I could really do some neat stuff. A little rock hammer like Andy Dufresne <laughs> on Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think we, you know, we the first time the technology comes around, we can we keep doing what we've always done because that has always worked. And then we, well, maybe this works. Maybe this is, you know, maybe I can trust this. Maybe this is what it everybody says it is. And then it is. So then you test it a couple more times. And we start slipping away from the basics because of time and money. We're, again, we're right back to the dollar. If you, if guys, I'm going to give our folks, let me rephrase that. If you want the answers to the world's problems, follow the dollar. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we try to find a way to maximize our time because, you know, you, you've seen this this year as well, to, or I shouldn't say this year, more so 2021, how can you be in 10 places at the same time? You can't. So you've got to find ways to, to eke out efficiencies in your process. And that may be one of them. Like you said, Oh, I know that. I know it comes in. I know it comes in. I can scale. But it. do you, do you know, there's one person I can think of and he's pretty much the smartest person on the planet that me and you met what last year. Thank you. Uh, that he might know that the Google images are coming into scale. <laughs> right. But and, and not only that, but if they didn't, I'm, he would be the one to call out a Google engineer, like on the stand. He'd be like, no, you're wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and it would be fun to be in the audience to watch that. Yeah. And he would probably dig up Newton and then hit him in the head with a shovel and be like, you're wrong, too. And uh, and he's like the only person that I've ever met that could do that. But how do you know it's not right? The only way you know it's not right is to be out there. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to, you've got to go out to the scene, folks. You've got to get off your couch and go out. And I would venture to say 99% of your experts out there are doing it right. Mm -hmm. I'd say so. You you know what I mean? Like, especially like the people that we know, I mean, like all of our circle of, of experts that we work with, I mean, they are doing it right. Um, But you do, I mean, unfortunately we see, these expert reports that come in and, and God help you, uh, you know, a few of them have now even come in with our diagrams. They're using our diagrams and just taking our cars out of them. They're just like going into Photoshop, covering our car and dropping their own cars on top of our scene. <laughs> and uh, how was any I, of that there work? And I don't, I'll be honest with you. Maybe it's the attorney just not wanting to go down that road and have that fight. Cause it's just not worth it. Um, and that may be, but Oh my gosh, I don't see how you, can use someone else's work to render your and, and author your report and offer an opinion. That's where it becomes dangerous. If you, if you want to just argue, you know, Mr. Brown, I, I disagree with Mr. Brown's, you know, drag factor, adjusted, you know, drag factor for the rotation of the car. I get it. If you want to, if that's what you want to put, but when you're actually authoring opinions and putting it out there based on, you know, this, that, and the other, how is it your work? Right. Yeah. And you're in your section of your recon report, this materials reviewed and prepared. You might as well just put my my case number. <laughs> like, that's all you that's all you put. That, that's it. You're just like, oh, all I did was. Yeah, basically just used but, all of their we're work. Seeing that. We're seeing that more and more. And I and and I don't know if it is 
companies that are just overwhelmed with business and they're just trying to find the quickest avenue to, hey, I, you know, the attorney's calling late. Oh, man, I got to get somebody on this. Somehow, you know, this case popped back up. I need an expert, but I need to report by Friday and it's Tuesday. And I mean, I get that, you know, I don't. I, I, I get. I mean, that, I, I understand I it, but I don't. Ex- I don't agree with it. And no, I, don't I get that that's the excuse yeah. they're using. Yeah. It was a time crunch, but it's not. It, it's not justifiable. That's where you mm-hmm. just need to stand your ground. I'm sorry, but I cannot. You know, unless I drop everything and devote 24 hours a day for the next three days to your your report, then you know, or your your case, um, that'd mm-hmm. be the only way it could happen. And you know, we'd have to discuss the we'd have to discuss the financials of that because, you know. Um, but to just do it. Yep. No problem. Get it on Tuesday, author it on Friday. Mm. Yeah. So folks, you know, if if you're the attorney or the insurance company listening to this, let's, let's kind of transition here a little bit, because if, if me and you can spot that somebody isn't actually doing the work, they're just riding the coattails, rendering their own opinions that are different than yours and then billing their client for it. How should an attorney, right? Like, because again, playing devil's advocate, maybe they don't know. How can they spot that? Like, what's, what is it in the recon report that you're keying in on that you're like, oh, shoot, this is my work, not theirs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. what, What are we, what are we keying in on? Like how, how can they know? And that way they don't have an excuse anymore too. Well, I think the attorneys, you know, I don't know about you. This is what I typically do. Um, I'll put I'll put two, the reports down side by side and literally go page compa- compare this one's resource section and this one's resource section, and then and then flip and go to this and this and this and then flip and just keep doing it and going through get to the math section and look at the math and and, and I've run into this um, mm-hmm. where I've compared the other expert to mine just to because it was ironic how it came in probably around 165 degrees different than mine, which is fine. I don't expect us to agree. Yeah. I mean, everybody interprets evidence differently. That's not what we're talking right. about. Right. But when you're, when you're, in my opinion, when you're opposite, you know, I say it's black, you say it's white. When you're opposite, that, that should be the, the first number one clue that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. The experts in the field are that that range is not going to be 180 degrees. It's going to be a narrow, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, five degrees, but the, it, it's going to be close. We, we're not going to, we may use a different drag factor, but we're not going to be super far off where I calculate 90 mile an hour and you calculate 30 mile an hour. Um, and if you do, you know, we'll, we'll, there's, there's a number of things that are different, obviously, that you used. But when you don't see things like that, um, it I think when you're when you literally are opposite of one another on your two expert reports, you probably start you need to start reading. Probably need to start digging in. They're never going to be opposite. I think you're going to be you're going to be somewhere in the middle because you're not going to agree 100 percent with each other. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, and so I guess. The place, if you're an attorney listening to this, the place that I go to really um, to know whether or not somebody is is just duplicating my work and then just flipping the opinions 180 degrees is is in the normally in the scene inspection and the evidence inspection site. Right. Because here's the thing. A roadway 
right? And that's one of the first things I love to look at is the measurement of the, of the width of a roadway and the width of a line. Okay. There is no way, no way that two investigators went out and measured a distance on the width of a roadway, the same down to a hundredth of a foot. Right. So if we're like, yeah, the roadway is 13.98 feet wide. The other experts should not have 13.98 feet wide. It should be close. It should be 13 feet. Right. But roads are not. I mean, like I love a lot of my guys that are like one of my best friends used to work for ODOT, you know, and and, and built roads Um, as much as they try. It's just roads are not exactly the same the whole length. So if you go, if I measure my roadway width in this one area and you walk a foot away from me and measure the width, it'll be different. Yeah, you're going to be different. Not a, not a lot. Like I said, they're both going to be 13 and some change. Right. Because they don't, you know, anybody that's watched, number one, so the county engineer, let's say, has a roadway built or they build the roadway and pave it. Then they subcontract out the lines mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll hash mark the lines you know, so that the, the company coming in knows where the, the lines, you know, where the white fog line is, where the center line is and so on and so forth. But they don't come in and paint that where the truck is a jig where it's got, you know, outriggers for each lane line or each white fog line on the far outside. And then, you know, the, the there's a, a, a paint component in the center for the, um, the center line, whether it's hash, double yellow, whatever it is. They don't have it. It's not set up like that. It, it, yeah. The truck's going down, making one line. So if that truck's going down the road, well, guess what? Someone's driving it. Right. You know, yep. and if they're so, yeah, it's going to be different every probably a foot. It could be it could be different by, you know, half inch. Yeah. And so let's to give credit where credit's due. Right. So this isn't me and Phil just being crazy conspiracy theorists, which I mean, we are crazy, but, you know, conspiracy theorists, I'd like to think we're not. I'd like to think we base most things, most things on science. And so let's give credit where credit's due. Uh, Wade Bartlett and William Wright and Oren uh, Masary, uh, Raymond Branch and Al Baxter. Right. Bunch of guys did an amazing SAE paper. Amazing. Um, if you guys want to read it, go read it. Uh, technical number on that, 2002-01-0546. Uh, 2002-01-0546. Go buy the paper uh, and, and support these guys that are doing this research, right? And so in this paper, it was amazing because like, they just went out to even just look at something as simple as measuring a tire mark. Measuring a tire mark. I, something arguably that should just be easy to do, right? We're not talking about curb width. We're talking about experts. They took different experts out to measure the exact same tire mark on the same day. Came right? up with and what they found was uh, a minimum measurement was found of 64 feet, maximum of 68.6 feet. It's a big difference. These are experts. These are reconstructionists, folks, that are measuring the same tire mark on the same day. And they're one may have, a difference yeah, of four point six saw, feet. Yeah, one may have saw the shadow or the impending mark. The other one didn't. Yeah, you know. So, like, there's there's no way that as you read a recon report that all the measurements are the exact same. Yep. I mean, I guess there is a way. I don't want to say there's no way. Let's say it's highly improbable <laughs> or yeah, improbable. I, yeah, improbable. Yeah, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. And and that's where you know that the. the the attorneys will pick up on that, you know, evidence, seeing, you know, scene inspection, uh, evidence, information, things of that nature. Um, 
it, it's it's yep but like it's, math you talked about your math analysis so here's another point is i'm just scrolling through their papers where as as we're recording here right measuring angles and momentum probably arguably one of the most common things we do yeah one of the most common ways that we solve for speeds is measuring angles and momentum right again another group of experts all accredited these are accredited experts minimum angle measurement for momentum and it was done for them meaning like the scale diagram was done all they had to do is put the protractor on it and measure the angle Minimum angle was 37.06, maximum angle 39.24. So, folks, if you're reading these reports and all the measurements are the same road width, skid mark distances, angles used for momentum, things like that, your expert is more than likely duplicating the work of the other expert. And, you know, and, and, for those listening, it'll be like, ah, you know, it's two, it's two degrees. I mean, you know, the accreditation, they give you three. Plus yeah, three. I mean, it's not okay. it's not going to change the math. Like, maybe, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe. depending on the sense on the rest of your variables going into yeah. it. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Because you so, get yeah. a situation where the angles are super sensitive and momentum's not the way to go. Yeah. So I, I will tell you guys, if you suspect that your expert that you're using may just be duplicating work, or or is the the couch expert right? Not leaving his office and he's just using the other experts work and giving you results. That's where you should be checking. Get the other experts report, read through them and start looking at the measurements. I'm sorry. I'll laugh at you as you're talking. I'm thinking about the one experts site that we went to when we were all in Tennessee and training and there I was. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's such a yeah. like legit, yeah, in a recon report. There I was. <laughs> At least you said there I was and not there I were. Yes, there I were. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. And, and, and it concerns me when you have relationships between experts and attorneys or expert and agencies or experts and and whatever. And it's always that this company is always using this company. Be careful with that. Because it's exactly what you can get into sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you need to audit the work product you're getting. That's it right there. Yeah. I'm okay with you using the same company over and over again, especially if you use us. Right. I'm perfectly fine with you using us. As long as you're getting what you should be getting, audit your work. Yes. That's the key. Right. Uh, Like if you know, and and I I joke when I say if you're using us, but if you're using any expert that you're happy with, right. And you think you're getting the biggest bang for your buck, the work product is above, you know, beyond reproach. They're like, it's great. Um, you're happy with it and stuff like that. That would be like, and, and that's, that's one of the most asinine arguments that it drives me crazy when attorneys make it right. And they're like, well, like if, now, I'm a diehard Dodge fan. I love my Dodge truck. I just am. Hopefully we can get a hold of Dodge and they can throw us some money to our podcast for just yeah. endorsing them. Right. And, and so that would be like me being like, I love Dodge trucks. I love them, love, love them. But I don't want to like, maybe I should just do a Chevy this time because like, I, I don't want to be too biased to Dodge. Right. Like if you have a company that delivers good value, because as an attorney, you're responsible, right? I mean, like, you guys have to do what's best for your client. Right. Like that's, that's your job. I mean, is to do what's best for your client. So I would never expect you 
to use somebody that you're like, ah, this company is going to charge us more and give us a less quality work product. Right. But I have to be fair. Like, right. you know what I mean? That's that, nobody would just, expect you to do that. You need but to protect, like Phil said, you need to protect your investment. Yes. And, and periodically you need to audit the work. Yeah. Audit the work that you're getting just to make sure you're not getting a situation where you can get, you know, somebody that's getting a little, maybe the experts getting a little too comfortable with the relationship over the years and is starting to slip some, some things in there that, ah, they're not catching it. So then they get a little bit more brazen. And the next thing you know, you've got the couch expert. Yep. That's it. So there you go, folks, we're going to wrap it up today. And, uh, you know, I think, I, I don't know that we can beat this dead horse anymore. Um, so just our final thoughts on this and I'm Phil, I'm going to give you the final word. Uh, so I'll go first here. And then, uh, so I'm going to take the easy one and make you think up something difficult. Okay. But how do you avoid using that couch expert? How do you avoid using them? Right. And, and my biggest takeaway from what we just talked about, right. Is auditing that work. And, and the easiest place to do that is in the measurement section. There really is the measurement section and the diagram should be different a little bit. Not, not like, you know, we've got cars coming in 180 degrees difference. Like that would be a problem, but nobody's going to see this evidence the same. Nobody, uh, you know, once in a blue moon. So those, those measurements, the diagrams, they should be slightly different. Just audit that work, audit the work. All right, Phil, go for it, man. What's your word of advice? How can we avoid either a becoming the couch expert or B using the couch expert? Well, from the expert side, um, do what you were trained to do and always follow your process. The moment you start deviating from that and taking shortcuts, eventually you're going to get caught. You're going to get burned. So you may get away with it a thousand times, but that thousand and one is going to be the one that ruins your credibility. And potentially if you're, if you're on your own with your own company, maybe ruin your company. Um, just depends on what the situation is. So that's number one. Number two, from the attorney side, Again, kind of to piggyback off of Eric of, of auditing, use the police that's report. That's where I'm used to you, on my back. Use the police report. You know, if the, if the officer took measurements, I, I understand your time is money and you got cases piled up over your head and you're just barely keeping your head above water. But at the end of the day, nothing hurts you more than your, your expert getting, you know, kiboshed and you spent $7,000 for a recon report you can't use. Um, so you have ways of just auditing yourself. If you start seeing things that just conflict and there's really not a good explanation as to why the things conflict between maybe the police report, police investigation, witness statements, whatever the case may be, do your due diligence. Because if you see it, catch it, call them on it. Yep. Absolutely call them on it because you know you don't want that. The industry doesn't need that. Um, and, and I hope, I hope none of the attorneys run into that. And I hope nobody's participating in that behavior of knowing I'm getting a couch expert, but Hey, they give me a good deal. So I'll keep using them. If it's a rebuttal, I don't care. If it's a recon where they're offering opinions, that's a problem. 
Well, that's going to wrap it up for the day, guys. As always, if you have a case that you want us to review for free or you just want to connect with us, jump on over to CrashTechReconstruction.com. Also, remember to follow us on Facebook at Crash Tech, the Expert Angle Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our show and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. And finally, remember to always leave your accident victims better off than you found them because at the end of the day, everything we do is for that.